Give me that wine. Oh, give me that wine. Yeah, give me that wine. Cause I can't cut loose without my juice. Welcome back to the spookiest episode. It's the Halloween episode. It's the Halloween episode. It's episode 37 of Wine and Coffee Cups. Who's a famous 37? I always like to think of a famous sports number 37 when we're... 37. Maybe like Brad Marchand on the Bruins or something. When I was 35. Oh, he says five. Yeah, he, he says 35. <laughs> but this is episode 37, Wine and Coffee Cups. Can't think of a pro. Might be Brad Marchand. If it is Brad... This is your episode, but if not, it's another episode of Wine and Coffee Cups. So Clinky. Clinky to episode 37 of Wine and Coffee Cups. Let's sip it. Oh my so god. We just caught everyone by surprise. We don't usually sip the wine right off the bat. We usually talk a little bit about it first. We're but going a little old school right now. We have the wine poured already today. Today, the episode is featuring an Eter wine. It's spelled I-T-E-R. It we just got back from one of our favorite stores... Total Wine, and it was recommended to us by an employee at Total Wine. I think his wine. name is Brian. So go think his name is Brian. <laughs> go in there asking for Brian. Great wine recommendations. The cover of the wine, the label, looks like a fingerprint mixed with a rattlesnake mixed with a maze, I'd say. Or like um, Illuminati, like spiral mind. No, the Illuminati is like a diamond thing. That's just like a spiral. This is like a spiral thing. It's very simplistic, very nice. It's from Latin, traveling the road, I think ITAR means. I-T-E-R means Latin, traveling the road. That would kind of make sense, the uh, the little design on the front. Yeah, I took Latin class in high school, so I remembered that. Oh, oh no, really? I was just kidding. It's on the back of the bottle. But um, this is from the Absolute. We emerge and evolve. No, no, no. no, on, no. Oh, this is just no, a no, poem no. on no, the back. No, this is just a poem. I already <laughs> read the poem. I already... Okay, let me describe <laughs> So right now, if you can get to your um, uh, local Total Wine store, it's a special limited time only sale, $2 off. It's only $12.99. What a steal. Under $20 again. Um, always with us. Anyways, um, they say that it's an intense fruit forward Pinot Noir and it's smooth, but it has a healthy amount of oak to um, provide that balance of fruit flavors. So this is going to be right up our alley. What would you pair it with? Um, I'm... Sure, you could probably do this with a little bit of steak, chick, like, ooh, 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 like barbecued chicken. I'm not sure, but um, it also is the in the top 4% of the wines in the entire world based on Vivino, our, our, our lovely app, and top 18% of wines from California. So this is a pretty good deal that we got this great wine for $12.99. And, and it's so uh, highly rated. Did we mention rated. it to Pinot Noir as well, one of yes. my favorites. Yeah. So we've tasted it once, and I have a good idea of what I'm going to give it, but I'm going to give it another taste before I give my official rating. You want to taste it one more time? Yeah, let's do it. Two sips. Everybody knows the rules. Let's go. It's so hard to uh, twirl your glass when it's the head of a dinosaur and not a wine glass. Ah, that's true. We didn't uh, talk about our wine glasses today. My wine glass today. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Coffee cup. Oh, okay. My coffee cup. I, I get it confused now. Wine glasses and coffee cups are They're synonymous the same for me thing for at us. this point. So my coffee cup today is a penguin glass, and he has a Santa hat, and the Santa hat curls into the handle of the mug, and it's very nice. It's a penguin head, basically, coffee mug. 
I'm pretty sure you used this one last time. It's just the dinosaur with a, a suit and tie. The T-Rex head. The, oh, yeah. Right, right. The T-Rex. T-Rex. So they also see that say that this is mostly going to be on the smooth side and dry side, which is right up our alley. Exactly. So I will give this wine my rating. We've already tasted it. This is it. delicious. It is delicious. We've yummy, already yummy, tasted yummy. it a few times. I would rate it an 8.5. Oh, kind of low. No, it's an 85. That's a B. That's a, that's a solid B. <laughs> He's got a B in the yeah. course. He's doing fine. I'm happy with that if I'm He's in school. He's doing fine. Let me take <laughs> one more drink. it a third time before you give your rating. You keep aerating it in the coffee cup. I'm trying. I'm trying to aerate it. It's it's really good. I'm going to say like, I might say a, a nine. A, a nine. flat nine. Nine out of ten. That's really you good. You like it that much? Yeah, that's good. Wow. That is really good. I'm just kind of shocked. Usually give white wines that rating. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm sometimes leaning into the Pinot Noir. I think this is your second time dipping into the nines, too. Usually our eights or sevens, but this is the second rating you've given. I think I'm, nine. I'm, I'm like one of those teachers that are starting to just like, oh, he showed up for class. Give him an A. You're starting to ease up. You're I'm starting, starting to, to ease up. <laughs> I'm easing up. Exactly. You're lowering the bar a little bit. You realize how hard it is to come by a good wine. So, you, you know, you got to rate a good when they come around. But I'm also kind of learning how much, you know, how much goes into creating a wine too. So you got to respect the people. They're right. putting in the work. They're putting in more work than I am. That's for sure. I think you're getting worried that we're going to talk to one of the makers. And <laughs> you just want to have a good rating in case. We try to like get sponsored and we're sending out podcasts. And they're like, well, you've been getting really low ratings to wine. So we're going right. to pass. Well, I've already talked about this. My rating system never falters ever. I always am loyal to my rating system. No matter how much you try to bribe me, I don't take bribes. I'm a federal agent of wine. Really? Of wine, yes. I know. You keep I'm not saying. A federal agent. I keep saying. I actually do. So remember, we always talk about the marketing kind of. Um, I do like the design of the bottle and the label. It is very simplistic, but it's not like that typical old English like typography on it. It's just it's very funky, very cool. The bottle itself, the glass is like pitch black. Yeah, you, you can see tell that? it's one of the newer age wine companies and hasn't been around for like. 55 years and doesn't want to change their label they're like pretty new you know what i mean before technology when you can just yeah, like change different exactly. fonts the older the wine is the worse the label it just looks like the king wrote it in his hand <laughs> what is this? he just like signed it off the one today that was just covered in wax like oh yeah this? what was that what's that um like whiskey that uh the, 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 the maker's mark maker's what mark so maker's mark red wax but imagine that on a on a pinot noir bottle yeah and it looked like something you'd have at a wedding or something like and that. it didn't just like drip on the the stem that what is this the stem the stem of the bottle it dripped, it dripped all the way down to the base of the bottle. to the base all red wax you probably could have put a candle on the top lit it up melt the wax away then you open the have water. you ever seen that commercial about that um whiskey or whatever Maker's bourbon mark yeah every little every, dip is different yes every dip is different it's like daniel dips his and twists it to the right michelle dips hers twists it to the left <laughs> and donna does it and just takes it out they're all different <laughs> they're all different <laughs> like, donna no doesn't do any hey twists guys, no one's worried about the wax on the top of the bottle people peel that right off so no i kind of interested <laughs> are in we that. spending our time where time needs to be spent makers mark i know maybe it's debatable i'm not the ceo but let's get down to the episode we've given our wine ratings we've tasted the wine we've talked wine. now let's enjoy the wine we've baby. talked our coffee cups let's enjoy the wine and talk some topics 
I kind of want to talk about weather a little bit. Weather. Uh, I know this is crazy, but I am so irritated with Florida. And I feel like a lot of our listeners <clears throat> are from Florida. And how annoyed are you that we have not received one cold front? Yeah, but a lot of them aren't from Florida and are annoyed at you for no. complaining about not receiving a cold We front. watched Jimmy Fallon last night and it was 90 degrees in New York City yesterday. No, he said 70. There's no way he said 90. I swear. I swear he no, did. I think he said 70. Still, very hot for that. That is very hot for New York City still, but I think um, I'll agree with you there. I'm a little sick of the hot weather. I'm in a constant state of sweat no matter where I am, what time of the day. I'm always sweating. You can bet your We cannot get a break of just sweating. We just always look like crap. I walk outside and I'm immediately mad. I'm like, what? What the heck? Who did this? Who who left the heat on and didn't turn the air condition on? But we're outside, so there is no air condition. So let's jump into our episode um now now i just kind of had to get that off my chest it's just because we got back from the store and we're bringing up all of our groceries and i'm like why am i sweating at nine o'clock at night and taryn wanted to buy a wool skirt today and she's like would this be cool and i was like i did buy the wool in colorado it would be cool we don't need that here it's just not fair that I can't wear the fashion that other fall people can. The most comfortable outfit for me right now is short shorts and a wife beater. And that's it. I don't feel good about myself unless I'm wearing like a long sleeve shirt and like just t- some type of jeans. Like I need to be covered up. I've been thinking of purchasing like an NBA sweatband just to always <laughs> have on my head. That's how hot it is. Well, that's because your hair, by the way, everyone, Chris needs a haircut. His hair is so long. He looks like Justin Bieber when he was 13 I years old. I look like Gordon Bombay right now. My hair is fantastic. I've never had a better flow in my life. Sometimes when you don't think I'm looking at you, I catch you like flipping your hair to the side like a skater boy. I've always wanted this hair. I got, I if I had a helmet on right now, it would be flowing out of the back, the curls. I'm, I'm at this, the point right now where if I put a hat on, I just get the curls going out the back. I've always wanted You've that. You've never looked more like a hockey player. I Exactly. Wait, Fake this is an it. excuse that you need to get back on that men's, men's league lifestyle. Yeah, that's, I just put the pressure on. That's why I grew my hair out so I could get back on the ice and look like <laughs> I fit in. You didn't want to tell me like, well, I do have to admit something. That's where I've been every Wednesday night. Well, the, no, the bottom line is here's what it is with haircuts. It always takes like an hour or longer and I never feel like going. And ha- I think I've said this on the podcast. A haircut for me is equivalent to going to the dentist. It, they're both equally as undesirable. It's not both that tips. bad. Okay, first of all, one is painful. The other one is not. No, a haircut's pretty painful. You ever walk out of there with the hair in your shirt? You're itching like there's no tomorrow. You got to take three showers to get it all off of you. And then the, the dentist, you know, at least you get a little lollipop. You get a little thing. Are you there. kidding oh. me? <laughs> Get out of here. No. The dentist, I see why it's necessary. It's necessary for health and stuff, but like a haircut, you go there, and the barber tries to take like three extra hours to make you think that he's like doing an extra good job because he's taking more time, but really, dude, I'm all about just like speed and That's equivalent to girls getting their eyebrows done. It's the most simple task, but some people sit there and like do every little thing, like every poke their hair. Boop, 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 one by one, just to prove to you, like, oh, I'm spending so much time on your eyebrows. But then the hair grows back tomorrow. Like, I don't have time to come in here every day. You know what I mean? If I get the low fade, it grows back the next day. Like, it's back. Well, I actually do not like when you get the low fade. I kind of rather it get grow back the next day. Because have you noticed everyone that gets the low fade, 
their head is the white as as the moon. It is so white. <laughs> it looked like the, the eraser of a it's pencil. So bad. The thing is, or you know what they do? They they shave the sides of your head like as as low as possible yes. and just leave the top of your head like fully grown. I know. And you have to wear gel or look ridiculous. Like that's why I'm like I'll that's be- the haircut you don't get though. You don't have a choice. Like, you could ask for whatever you want. They still spin it into that somehow. I'm no, telling no. you. You're going to the wrong barber no. shop. Here's another one of my problems. I don't have, like, a steady barber who I, like, go to every week and I'm boys with and I'm like, hey, yo, I'm coming in right now. Make room for me. No, I always have to, like, call and make an appointment with a random guy because I go once every two years or something like that. I know. <laughs> I never go. Like, I'd rather shave my own head. I asked Taryn today. I was like, should I just shave my own head rather than go get a haircut? Remember I asked you that today? <laughs> Didn't you do that not long ago? I did that like a year ago, and it was fine. You Were you bald? No, I just shaved it with like a three on the razor, and then like a couple weeks later, I went and got a fade. So I got it oh, like okay. cut in, so okay. I didn't look dumb for that long. But it wasn't that bad when I did it myself. It wasn't horrible, but let's just, just, <laughs> let's just not you go back to that. You a guy who's like insists he's good at cutting hair, and he tries to give himself a fade, but he really just went bald on the sides and like left the top long, and you're like, oh. You can't tell him it's bad. (laughs) I know, but at least he's doing something. He's trying to keep himself, you know, looking good. So, moral of the story is, any barbers out there who (laughs) have time, just give me a call. Hopefully, because the closer to my house, the better. I'm also lazy about travel. I don't want to travel an hour to the barbershop. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm definitely bleeping out where I just said our city where we live. Yeah, yeah, just bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, I will bleep that out. Do you remember Rugrats when Tommy was like, a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I had a, like a watch that said that. What made you think of that? Um, I don't remember. So let's uh, get into the topics. I have something huge in my life. If you know me, you know I'm a uh, really big fan of Miley Cyrus. And um, also Liam Zedworth. So I'm very depressed to announce that they are split. They got a divorce, right? They are split up. They are divorced. And this is kind of like old news because she was seen... She was seen uh, with someone in Italy in the end of August or early September or something. She switched teams. It was a woman, right? It was a woman, and it was Brody Jenner's ex-wife, actually. And it was a long, like a long-time friend that she just was deciding to you know go for which is none of my business fine do you but more importantly she's getting hot and heavy with cody simpson now who's cody Who? simpson exactly jessica simpson's little brother no <laughs> that's she only has a little sister ashley simpson nick lachey no cody simpson <laughs> is a singer that i think you and i would know his voice on like like uh like dance music i, I guess like What's like like, his most like EDM song? music, I don't know. It's like really pop boyish. Um, he used to date Gigi Hadid like years ago. Like that's how people kind of knew him. See, I barely know who Gigi Hadid is. <sighs> Bella did. Hadid is the one who's dating Tyler, right, from The Bachelor. No, Gigi Hadid is. That's no. Who's dating Tyler? From no, the okay, okay. Gigi Hadid was dating him. Oh, so that's how I know her. Was dating Tyler? You know. Oh my god. Now I'm all confused. Gigi Hadid was dating him years ago. Now he's single, he's Australian, and Miley Cyrus is with him. Okay, so 
Let's let's spin back to Miley Cyrus. I don't know why you're buying Miley Cyrus's uh, little act here, because I don't know if you remember that every four or five years she just goes a little nuts to get attention because like something's coming out or she wants to change her image. So Miley, I see right through this act. You've done it three times before. Not buying it, girl. No, once is fine. She did it one time, by the way. One time she did. No, it. she didn't. She's done it like a lot of times where she just like. You cannot count her for switching from Hannah Montana to Miley Cyrus when as she's one. grinding on Robin Thicke that's on the, the stage. That's that one time. That's that one time in her life. Okay, what about the song where she comes out at the VMAs like I love Wade? That was <laughs> the same period in her life. She's, 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 she clowns sometimes. Like you're like Miley. No, so I guess Liam Hemsworth had a drinking problem. It's She says in one of her songs, she's like, I don't want any of the whiskey or the pills. I want my house in the hills. Was it Liam with the drinking problem? Yeah. Or was it Miley with a little bit of one herself? No, I think she's always been like a weed advocate. Don't I don't... They both have a drinking problem. I don't like when one person throws the other person under the bus to like avoid shade for herself. Like... Like, I bet you Miley Cyrus might have a little bit of a drinking problem herself, just based on the way she behaves a lot of the time. I, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge you. However, we, have, we will never know about this relationship. Like, we will never actually have an inside scoop on it, even no matter how many we times. We actually might. We have a very big podcast that they might come on one day. No. Come on. Come no. On. So on. Don't sell us short. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't sell us short like that. No, I am going to sell a short. We will never know. However, we my, all know that they... Prove it wrong. Just come on this podcast. No. Give me my big break interview. Go on. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I can't lie to you. I would actually like that. But oh, let me get back. Tomorrow on the Wine and Coffee Cups page, though, like, yo, we'd love to come through the studio. We'd love to record, give our opinion, our raw opinion on Wine and Coffee Cups. What would you say? You'd be like, this isn't you guys. I'd be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't believe it was them. I'd I wouldn't. Like, no, that would be a hoax. That would be someone that listened to this, and then they're trying to mess with us. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I don't even know what I was saying. All right, we were talking about Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus getting okay. hot and heavy. We would never know what's going on in the relationship. We will really, really, really never know. However, we do know that they have broken up so many times before for multiple years on end that we know that they're probably not meant to be together like it's probably so toxic like they're we also know that liam hemsworth's brother chris hemsworth is a god in hollywood he's one of the most perfect men in hollywood right now everyone loves him i'd be everyone an alcoholic too if my brother was that perfect and i was like the second fiddle like liam hemsworth is he's not the second fiddle a little bit of the second fiddle to chris i'd say great another great he's... chris though He's doing just fine. I know. I'm just talking trash. I'm really, Liam, if you're listening, I'm really just talking. Yeah. You're doing better than I am. Yeah, you won't talk about wine poorly, but you can talk about a celebrity that might have the opportunity to come onto the podcast poorly. And might beat the brakes off me, probably. Right. He's pretty big. Right. First of all, he's (laughs) Thor. He's going to come at you with that freaking- No, that's Chris. I'm talking good about Chris. Mm. What if Chris took my side over his brother's? I'm like, Chris, Chris. No. Again, another- uh, celebrity that you might know this one, Chris. You might know this one. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have broken up. I have heard of Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott before. Um, this doesn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure they just stayed together because she was like, shoot, let's have this baby. And and your rap career is a little better than Tyga's. <laughs> so did you see right after they broke up, she was like on her Instagram going to Tyga's house trying to make him jealous and stuff? Like, no. What are you doing? 
But speaking of barbers and Travis Scott, I did read an article that Travis Scott pays his barber $1,000 every haircut to come to the studio and the barber gets to listen in on like secret studio sessions that no one else gets to hear. Okay, now that's the barber you need to contact. No, it's not. I don't have $1,000 every haircut no. and I don't have new music to show you every time. Speaking of guests, we can be like, brother, we can have you on the podcast. Yeah, you can hear the behind the scenes cuts of wine and coffee cups if you want you will be on you won't even just be listening you'll be on actually yeah travis scott's barber contact me if you want to come on that'd be awesome i need a haircut and i think you'd be a good media guy anyways they are both they both said that they are friends and they're both gonna work um to try to take care of their little baby stormy as nicely as possible even though that that's what everyone always says and it always gets a little bit dramatic it's very hard. It's very hard to say like, oh, everything's going to be fine. We're going to stay friends. Don't worry about it. We have to put our child first. And then you then you have to, all these emotions come up and then you start seeing that she's seeing her ex and he's out on tour. It's going to get a little nasty. Yeah, and what are they supposed to say to their fans? They, people love them together and they probably were like, oh, I hope everything's okay. So you have to give them a statement. I think like, everything's fine. They were know? just like very young. And so they tried to keep it together for their baby Stormy. And then when they realized like, oh, shoot, we're actually still young. Why I, is the baby's name Stormy? Um, I haven't I haven't really figured that one out, but yeah. Do you remember the last person named Stormy in the media that like a year ago? Why would they name the baby Stormy? Oh, Stormy Daniels. Yeah, what are we doing here with that name? But all right, that's the, the poor. I mean, the baby has no choice with that. Yeah, so yeah, let's not talk crap about a baby. <laughs> she, well, you didn't have a choice for your name, and I didn't have a choice for no, mine. No, I didn't. But I'm just saying, on the, on the parents' side of things, why would you pick that name for your baby? But I'm, I, that was a stupid thing. I feel like I shouldn't have even called them out because I don't have a kid. I don't know what naming a kid entails. I'm going to shut up about that right now. It actually is so day. stressful. <laughs> it is so stressful because that person. That's like the one thing they carry on for the rest of their life. Yeah. It's like. That's what they introduce themselves as. Like, that's their entire image is that name. Not necessarily. I have an uncle who's named uh, William, but he goes by Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a middle, a middle name guy. I'm going to find out if Uncle Scott listens to this right now. If he's like, yo, Chris, you shouted me out. We're going to find out. Right. Oh, and a lot of people do change their name if they really, really hate it and stuff. Yeah, but I guess do you want to change the subject. You want to keep talking about celeb breakups. Anything else? I have one more celeb breakup. I okay. think I have one more. No, no, no. I have one more celeb marriage. We're so late to the game, guys. But um, Justin Bieber finally had a ceremony with Haley Baldwin. Oh, I saw that. That was a big ceremony. He wore a grill out on his Yeah, teeth. yeah, he did. did. You see that? And it was in South Carolina. You know what? He's got long hair now, like me too, though. No, he doesn't. I, I'm gonna show you a picture right now. You got a buzz cut. He's a nice haircut. Ah, oh, he got the fade. I'm actually gonna send you this picture of his haircut right now. So I can now. go get it tomorrow. Yeah, don't That's forget. That's the only time I can get a haircut when I have a picture to show the barber. Otherwise, I don't know what to ask for. I have to be like, can you do it kind of like this? You know? I'm sending it. Don't forget. Dot, 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 haircut, dot, 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 much needed. Bieber, I'm coming for your hair, buddy. I'm coming so for your So they had this hair, beautiful but... ceremony in South Carolina, and which was kind of totally random. I didn't know that they had any ties to South Carolina, but I guess they wanted to avoid the paparazzi. Um, and the funniest thing was, to avoid the paparazzi, Haley Baldwin walked out in a massive white tent so that no one could get a picture of her in her dress, um, which was really funny to see. I will try to find you that picture, but... Um, a lot of celebrities went. Kendall Jenner, Usher was there, obviously, which... God, well, invite Usher if you're just um, I kind of had to do a little bit of research because I was curious about that. I was like, did Usher go to Justin Bieber's wedding? You know, he was the one that, like, found him and yeah. made him who he was and stuff like that. So he did. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. Last one. One more celebrity um, 
uh, dating news, I guess you could say. And this one I'm really only saying for Chris, um, unless you guys are Bachelor fans out there. Again, I'm really late to the game, but this is really funny news. Um, Mike, Mike is dating Demi Lovato. Oh, that's good for Mike. You remember Mike? Yeah, I remember yeah, Mike. Yeah, he's dating Demi Lovato. Remember she was on the final episode, like the, the episode um, Men Tell All? She was there. I guess she was there. Yeah, yeah, in a red suit or something. Yeah. Well, now they're dating. What are they dating for? I feel like if Mike could be, like get a more down-to-earth girl than Demi Lovato. No, I think she was like, she's a really big fan of The Bachelor, and she kind of reached out to him, I think. She seems nuts. Um, yeah, but he's the type of guy that, like, yeah, will bring her back so. down to life. She seems like she would, like, beat the hell out of me or something like that. I wouldn't trust her. Like, I feel like she'd be standing over you while you're sleeping or Well, think like about, that. like, a lot of um, celebrities that have been in the starlight. Starlight, Jesus. In the whatever, in behind the scenes. What the hell is that called, Chris? What am I trying to say? Uh, the limelight. The limelight. Since they were children, I think have like a lot of mental problems because they can't grasp reality, and also they're kind of like stuck in that age. Yeah, Demi Lovato started so, out on Barney. Yeah, so she's been through a lot in her life, and she's probably like searching for somebody like Mike that she can just go back to Texas to his house. He's and not like, actually famous and yeah, not going to be yeah. oh superstar everything. Yeah, no, she's probably wanting a little bit more reality than the average like superstar like paparazzi following. He's around. probably a great catch for her. He's got his first taste of fame at thirty one. He's already grounded. Yeah, he already knows what he's doing. No, and he already has a like a successful career and everything. He's not like this young guy. He's a little bit lost. He's. He's successful, and I think they're going to work out fine. I mean, I, the thing with saying guys on The Bachelor have successful careers, how do they manage to take all that time off? I don't get that. That I have not so, figured out. Was that like your last job, or did you really have a successful career? But that's just like an argument that, like, Mike, you can come defend yourself, and I'll, I'll back down because yeah, I don't even know. Exactly. But I have another Bachelor story now that you brought it up. Peter, actually, he got stitches uh, splitting his forehead open while filming. I think it was film ahead of filming the new season. He, he was, is the Bachelor. Yeah, he was golfing, and he went to step on the cart but fell and split his face open on two cocktail glasses he was carrying, a source told God, he's such a dork. Yeah, so as the result of the injury, he traveled two hours to a hospital for an operation. Okay, that's Where good. he received 22 stitches. Oh, and someone said he's pulling through. Wait, so this wasn't just like a little dorky stumble? No, I don't even know why we're laughing at this, because that was probably a nasty spill. Like, yeah, I feel bad. And like he might get the Bachelor revoked, because no, no one wants to film the Bachelor when you have a nasty set of stitches across no, your No, women love that. Women know, are going to be like... Oh, let me clean your stitches. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, but for TV on ABC, I think it plays. Like, do they? No, you know? they're, the women are going to eat it up, and it's going to be great TV. Okay, 22 stitches is a lot. It might go like, also, all the way down. Also, if he's carrying two cocktail glasses, this might be on an episode. Like, he was up. hammered and just fell down. Yeah, and he's like, I don't have to work for the rest of my life. I'm The Bachelor now. Like, <laughs> he's going to sue The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, maybe. No, I don't think he would sue the Bachelor. It sounds like his fault. It sounds like he tripped and fell. With two cock... I wonder what type of cocktails he was drinking. Probably champagne glasses. Got addicted to it on the Bachelorette. He did get addicted. <laughs> yeah. Recently addicted to champagne. Yeah, but do you have any more Bachelorette stories? I can't believe we had two of them. No, I think I'm really excited for Peter's season, though. I, I mean, like, it's the, it's the first time in my entire life that I've now watched the, the Bachelorette 
and then saw who the bachelor was going to be and now excited for that ep- that season yeah i know that ba- i know who he is like i can, yeah i can watch yeah it's not like, like a Peter. surprise to me and if we started from the season before we would have known really who hannah brown was probably i thought hannah was literally the one who colton jumped over the fence after and i thought no. that's why she got it but then little did i know i found that out at the end of the season that wasn't who hannah was no oh my gosh i do have a bachelor story so the the number one guy that started podcasts or radio shows, Howard Stern, yeah, um, proposed to his longtime girlfriend, and he was on Ellen today, and um, Ellen, I guess, is a good friend of his, and and agreed and talked to the wife and was like, or the soon to be wife, and was like, would you get married on my show? And she was like, yes. So Howard Stern's like in the middle of his interview, Ellen's like, by the way, you're getting married. Blah, 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 blah. And guess who is going to um, do the the marriage ceremony? And it was, what is the guy's name? The guy that jumped Peter? the fence. The guy that jumped Colton? the fence. Colton. Oh, yeah. Because Howard Stern is a huge fan of The Bachelor. Yeah, what did I hear that? It was like, Colton is here. It might have been Ellen that I was like watching that on. But I honestly... Let me tell you how disturbing it was to watch that. I was cringing out of my body. Yeah, I was about to say like... No, Howard Stern kept stopping Ellen and was like, whoa what are you doing like what is this stop it what is going on like and she's like you know like when she gets nervous she stutters a lot like she's like well 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 like she always does that like i'm not like i i never really listened to howard stern i can't call myself a fan but dude you've made a living out of just making fun of people and making them look like fools on your radio show so ellen can do whatever she wants right right so so they actually went with the the random marriage ceremony and then their little like speeches to each other, like, "Oh, I love you because of this." I'm, I can't wait. Like their their vows. The wife goes, "Oh, Howard, I love how you always tell me every day that I'm a love of your life and that I'm the only one for you because you know how insecure I am." And I'm like, "You, you are on television. Like <laughs> that does not sound good right now. Like that is." I think bad. your vows are supposed to be vulnerable though, like that. It you is like vulnerable, it but then I thought vulnerable. back to like who Howard Stern is and how he like. Um, interviews porn stars, right? Doesn't he? Isn't that the guy? I don't really listen to Howard Stern, but that's what he's. That's what he's does. known for, yeah. right? So that then I was like, oh, okay, that's why she said that. I just like imagine if she was just like, oh, I'm so insecure about my random radio host bo- husband. Like, no, she's marrying Howard Stern, who's known for doing other things. So. Yeah, I don't know Howard Stern. Howard Stern, just like I don't. He just always seems like a goober to me. So Colton <laughs> had to read. Um, and he was so nervous, too, because he was, like, starting to read, and then he would get interrupted, and then he was starting to read. So why was Colton the one who was marrying them? Is he a priest now? Or no, what? because they're both huge fans. All you have to do is, like, sign up online, and you can be that type, that person. What is it? Annunciator? No. Uh, I don't even know, but, I, like, what if you want, like, a religious wedding? You can't. You have to be a No, it needs to be person. a priest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, if, but all you have to do is, like, sign up online, and you can get approved to... Yeah, yeah, I think you could be a ship captain and do it too. Like there's certain okay. things you just okay. are, and you could be. A, a Colton was fine, but that was my third um, bachelor story. Okay, well that's nice. Was it a nice wedding? They got married and. No, no, no. It, she said we have four minutes. We have four minutes. That's the thing. It like, was rushed. It was the cr- I, like I said, it was Howard so Stern, cringy. He's, he's one of the richest guys in the world. I bet you he has a real wedding. Like, don't you think? Right, but it was just so awkward to see Alan kept being like, Howard, we have four minutes. Howard, we have four minutes. It's like, then why are you doing this? Like, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's for TV, baby. 
I know it's good TV. It's good TV, baby. It's show business, baby. And no one knows that better than Howard Stern. So if you're going to complain about that, just uh, stop or stop your radio show. Right. You yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't. He doesn't have a leg to stand on with that complaint. But so what should we, should we move off of celebrities? I wanted to tell you one thing I found out about a celebrity. Actually, two things. Billy Joel has an Instagram. Did you know that? Stop. Yeah, it. he's got an Instagram. I he's, saw his daughter on Instagram. He's one only time. got two hundred forty-five thousand followers. It's really him. I guarantee you could get in touch with him on it. I don't know why I'm telling people this because now everyone's gonna bother him. But come on, Chris, that was our one chance. No, no, I wouldn't bother him. <laughs> I don't even know what podcasts are. But um, and then another person who has an Instagram that I found out about today, Jennifer Aniston, just got an Instagram. Everyone's real psyched about that. It was a big news story. My phone felt the need to give me a notification about today. Ask me if I'm psyched about that. Are you psyched about that? No. Yeah, I didn't really. I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I was more psyched about Billy Joel's um, Instagram. Let me see her life for a little bit, and let me see if I care. What do you mean? She was like in Friends. She's a very famous. She just like seems to me like stuck up or something. Like she she's, doesn't seem funny to me. She seems like she's from the era of celebrities that everything was mysterious, and you didn't really know what they were ever doing, and everything was like written for her before she'd say it, and. So an Instagram wouldn't really fit her well because Instagram's all like improv and behind the scenes and like pictures of your real life. Like, like I don't really like Will Smith's Instagram because he makes like million dollar production Instagram posts. And it's like, I love this it. This isn't what I'm here for. I unfollowed him. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, stop. I like it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I think that's great. No, some of them are really funny, but like, dude, Insta you're spending like millions of dollars on posts. On I don't Instagram. think it's millions. I think he's hiring writers for his Instagram posts, which is like, dude, like, come on. But maybe he's just like really having a good time. He's like inspired by it. And like, that's just like his thing he's focusing on. Now, right now. if you're hiring writers for your Instagram posts in my book, that's as bad as like being a rapper and not writing your own lyrics. I kind of miss when I when I used to just like post like chips and dip yeah, and saying like whatever what a great night hashtag Thursday hashtag friends hashtag life like it, it was, was so simple it, it was be. so simple also like so for our Instagram um, for the wine and coffee cups Instagram which you guys should all follow wine and coffee cups and I th I think it's a great Instagram but um, I was doing a review about a wine from Target. It's called The Collection, which is one of their like higher brand instead of like California Roots, which is the 4.99 one. It's 9.99. Ah. And it's really good. It's it's the it's the red blend and it's very delicious. And I was writing a review and I'm ta trying to find Target, trying to find Target wines. I couldn't find it, but I found all these um uh blue check what are they called? Blue check Target at, uh, Instagram pages. And they're just girls trying on clothes at Target. And it's called like Target Finds, uh, Deals at Target, or Target Target and Wine, or like Me and Target. It's like the craziest things. And they all get they, the verified check because they're a real person doing it. Right. But they had to have started like years ago when you and I were just thinking like, oh, this was just like fun. They've already thought it was like a business. When you and I were like, Oh, look, let's just show our, show our friends we're eating chips and salsa on I mean, a Thursday. We have a pretty you know? big following on our wine and coffee. No, we do. We, we have 15,000 plus followers. Thank you guys for all following. You guys are awesome. Woo! Woo! But however, it's like those things. It's like, wow, like back then, like I never thought of Instagram as like something like other people would want to see. I just thought it was so like intimate with me and my no, 90 I've friends. I've always been on top of it. Back in college, I had like a secret page where I have like 20,000 followers on it. And like, I, I just always create pages because I knew that like 
the internet was a place where like okay like a comedian comes to a, like a stage and he wants to fill the the auditorium with as many people as possible and the most people he can possibly get in there to hear his message is maybe like 500 5000 in the biggest place you know mm-hmm. but the internet like you can get it out to millions of people just by posting and you don't even have to move from your house right so that seemed a lot more lucrative to me than like wasting time in the auditorium trying to sell tickets you know another cool thing about the internet now is that with these like how we're using our instagram with wine and coffee cups and stuff like that we're finding things in our own community so i'm not going to tell you where we live but we live in south florida and there's this thing called no i'll say the i'll say the name of the the wine shop wine and coffee shop because it's amazing and i have a great time every time it's called um downtown wine and coffee of and um we're big fans we've been going there a lot we've been writing reviews and showing you guys like uh, what we drink there, what we eat there um, on our Instagram, and it's delicious, but I never would have even heard of this place unless social media was a thing. Right. We did find out about it through social media, and a lot of the cool places we find out about are... So that's... And a lot of the cool wines, too. That's cool about it. That is something that I appreciate now that I didn't think of you know, before. I never would have searched on Instagram before, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we also, like, will met, like people will message us or, like, we'll talk to people who we wouldn't have heard from We met from friends before. through here. We've met wine friends. We've made great connections and everything. It's it's really cool, but it's it was just so weird to me that I'm looking for this Target wine, and I can't find anything, and next thing you know, I find, like, massive accounts with just, like, people trying on clothes saying, like, hey, this is $9.99 right now. Hey, this is $39.99 yeah, right now. I'd also say it's important not to think Instagram is more than it is. It is what it is. It's very just – it's the internet. Don't take it personally. Just It's, it's an advertising – like, it's an advertising vehicle. That's what it is. Unless it's, like, your personal one? Even if it's a personal one, it's an advertising one for how good your life is. Don't go posting, like – depressing things thinking everyone wants to see right that. yeah you know right what I mean? even like, if it's personal at it's kind of advertising right every you, you're advertising your personal life to the best of your ability like you're trying to make yourself look cool like my life on instagram looks great it's not necessarily my life is fine but it's not necessarily exactly what's portrayed on instagram right i only put the best things up that's you know so true I mean? so this past weekend we had a like uh like a college reunion i guess you could say it was about nine of us and we all stayed at an Airbnb in South Beach. It was like a great time right on the beach. It was so fun, Halloween themed. And I remember we only took like two pictures or something crazy in the whole weekend because we we're having right. so much fun. However, when I was looking through the pictures, I see this like one shot of me and my friends like holding each other on the beach. And what I said to my friends was like, should I post this? Like, look how happy we look. Like we look like, like this is, we had such a good time. We were so happy. Mm-hmm. And right there, like, that's it. Like, I saw all this happiness in a picture, and I'm like, oh, everyone needs to see this. Yeah, but then again, like, I guess it's like, it, it does seem a little bit false when you're like, okay, well, that's only the good stuff. Like, why? Are you, Imagine you're you posting you post a picture with, like, a little yeah. bit of, like, a little tear coming like, down my head. you're just really <laughs> stressed at your desk at work. Like, mm. that's the thing. Like, if you followed my Instagram this weekend and looked at my story, you'd be like, this guy doesn't have a care in the world. But the, deep down, I'm like, I'm always stressed about yeah, something. Yeah, we're stressing like, about yeah. Monday. We're stressing. Like, oh, I got the same problem everybody else but through instagram you can portray like the picture you want it's like scorsese can make the movie he wants now everyone can make their life the movie they want it to be on instagram one more thing about instagram before we jump into our netflix recommendations um i've been learning a lot through our wine instagram actually 
because there are really, really, really good. All he wanted to say, uh, hi. There are really good, um, knowledgeable Instagrams, like this thing called Wine Folly, and they literally break it down for you, even in even in like cartoons almost, to teach you about wine. Well, another thing is we, we also have more of an excuse to talk to people about wine now. Like before we had a podcast about wine, like what, what what's our reason that we want to know about it? It's like, oh, you just want to know for your fun. Like I'm not going to spend that much time. But if you're like, oh, we have a wine podcast, people are like, oh, you have a wine podcast. You're, you're into it. Like, yeah. People give me books about wine now. Like, yeah. Where, you know and I, mean? I want to be more educated yeah. about it. And that's why it's really cool. Like I'm kind of learning through that aspect and – Whatever. Let's calm our uh, mascot down for a little bit, and then we'll be back with um, Netflix recommendations. And we're back. I kind of want to talk about mine before yours because I've been very passionate You're about what? it. What are we back for? Let the people know. Describe. Oh. This is a podcast. Guys, my Netflix recommendations. We're back for Netflix recommendations. We do them every week. We come back here every week to give you them. I watch way too much Netflix. I have like 15 to talk about, but I'm going to let Taryn start it off. What's your Netflix recommendation? These also Hulu recommendations, HBO Go recommendations, Amazon Prime recommendations. Everything goes, but we will clarify what it's on. Right. Well, and even cable. I Okay, I have two. Okay. I have two. What are your recommendations? My first one is mostly for the ladies or the ladies watching something with their boyfriends. Or maybe I just forced you to watch it with me. It is called Working Moms. You totally forced me to watch this. <laughs> I came to love it, though, by the third seat. By the time we were done, I came to really love it. I was texting Chris like, I am so invested in these women. I was never invested because the plot was so poorly written. The characters were so bad at acting yeah. that I couldn't get invested. But Not like, everyone. Not every character. We only have two that really bother us. Yeah, but every character was pretty bad at acting. No, all the characters bothered me to an extent. Or no. no not I for me. I didn't bother me. Ladies, like, ladies, if you're listening, not me. There were certain things that I was like, what is this? It was just so goofy and far-fetched, some stuff. And some of the actors were just so bad. It was, Two specifically were really bad. I'm not even going to name them. Two specifically, which I think like everyone should watch just to laugh at. Like It was so funny. It, it's like they didn't know what they were doing. Like They didn't know what was going on in, in the rest of the show. It, it, like It's like the director didn't fill them in on the rest of the plot or what was even happening during the rest of the show. So they just kind of were like, all right, read these lines. And they had no idea what the reason they were reading the lines for was. So it's a show based in Toronto, Canada, I'm pretty sure. Vancouver. Toronto, Vancouver? No. Vancouver, Montreal. They were all over Canada. It's a wait, Canadian wait. Show. This is going to sound so ignorant of me. What is the one with the needle? The needle. Toronto. Okay, so it was in Toronto. It's Vancouver and Montreal, I think. But I don't know. I know it's a Canadian-based show, basically. It's all Canada. Okay, maybe they're bouncing back and forth. However, it's a Canadian Netflix show, and it's very, very good. And um, it's all women who just have brand new newborn babies, and they all have different lives. It sounds crazy, but it's so good. At the end of the day, you're like, what are they up to right now? It's a lot right like now? Jane the Virgin, but a Canadian version. I no, Jane like the Virgin like had a, I just realized today, has a narrator. Yeah, yeah. I like that about that. Well, you like cool, that? Yeah. 
<laughs> I oh, I, th- I was getting a little irritated. Yeah, by but it. no, but with working moms, working moms makes uh, New York City look exactly like Canada, or Canada look exactly like New York City. It right? made me want to move to Canada, and it I'll tell Canada you why. Very nice. It made Canada look very nice. It didn't look overwhelming, but it looked clean in a big city, and I could handle it. Like it wasn't like something like. Okay, that's a little too much. And everything was really progressive on the show. Like everything mm-hmm. was very like uh, mm-hmm. like 2019. Like Canada seems like they're oh, all yeah. about that. You know oh what I mean? like, yeah. Equality and this and that. Equality, and I, everything, gun violence. I mean, everything was like very. Which I'm all for all the good causes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really nice show, and it was about different families, and it, it was what just it really was cool. It, it was a perfect show to, like, wake up to if you're up way early in the morning and don't, like, know what to do before you have to get up. Like, throw that on real quick. Or if you're going to sleep. Like, yeah. when you don't need to pay too much attention to the plot or need, like, an, an intrinsic, like, system of plot things going on. Just right. It's an easy watch. They're not doing too much. You can miss five episodes and kind of pick back up where you left off. There's right. no rhyme or reason to half of the things that people do in the show. It's just which is like a lot of shows, Chris. You know? I know I'm being harsh on it, but I was like, you're well, being really hard. The first like a while, I was like, why are we watching this? I think it's because it's like I said, it's called Working Mom, so it's kind of hard to relate if you're not a woman because you've never experienced these things. I'm not a mother, so I have not experienced these things. But however, I am a, a woman, you, like, so I'm think like, about more so I think about like, about, yeah. oh shit, this has gonna happen to me, you know, one day. And the one husband I kind of like, I, I appreciated some of the husbands in it. They're kind of funny, you know. <laughs> like, there's a couple who are all right, but and another good thing is they're only like 20 minute episodes or 30 minute episodes, so you can power through it, and it's not that big of a commitment. Where I'm finding problems with the shows nowadays that everything's like an hour, and I, I don't have that much time in my life to sit down and watch so many it's hour shows. It's yeah. overwhelming, and I feel horrible about myself because I'm like, I would like to watch one more, but then it's midnight, and I really want to be asleep. No, it's like I'm to the point where I've watched enough hour anthologies that like I don't even want to see another because I don't have the time. I know what kind of time it takes. I don't even want to put the attention into getting How into long it. are the episodes of The Office? 20 minutes. Right, right. Yes. And How Am I Your Mother? Uh, like 20, 22 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 22 minutes, I'll never forget. Those are the best shows for me like because you can just power through them and they're easy to remember and it's not like too much. And that's why we honestly watch Ballers as much as we like didn't even <laughs> like it. It was just so – it was such a short show. It's not a commitment. It's like – it's like with right. a show, it's almost like getting married to someone nowadays because yeah. you're going to be with it for a long time. I've noticed that we do not really give out recommendations of things like um, Game of Thrones or something very serious like that. Because if you're going to get into that, you probably already know that it's out there because Netflix shoves those things down your throat. They are taking a swing at every pitch people throw at them nowadays. Like literally everything. They are just throwing out movies, shows. I watched a British show or a French show on Netflix the other day. My whole feed is messed up. Now they think I'm French and I speak (laughs) French and I don't. So I can't... I can't even keep up with Netflix anymore. Remember, we watched like some very slow thriller the other night that was a Netflix original. And then there was one that they were shoving down my throat that I almost like I thought I was going to give it as a Netflix recommendation. But I decided I'm going to give it as don't waste your time with it. It has Dexter from Dexter in it. Michael C. Hall is his name. And he's the best part of the movie. Um, what is the the movie's called? Wait, what? The In the Shadow of the Moon. Remember, we watched it. We started it. It's about this serial killer who travels through time, basically. The best part of the movie for me was Michael C. Hall, who's an English actor, did a perfect Philadelphia accent. The movie was based in Philadelphia. Did I watch this? Yeah, we tried. I tried to watch it twice, and I lost interest twice because I'm not a sci-fi guy. 
the plot got far-fetched and unbelievable, and I was like, I'm done. There was time travel in that? Yeah, there was time travel. The killer kind of comes back every 19 years to kill somebody. It's, it was like, okay, this is just too far-fetched okay. now, and it's too hard to follow. Well, let's get on a happier note. My second recommendation is on cable. I'm pretty sure ABC. And <laughs> surprisingly, it's called The Voice. You all are probably like, oh, my God. We I've been, been watching that for 10 years or however long it's been. I think it's been out for like 19 seasons now or something bizarre. But um, we just sat down to watch it this season from be- from the beginning, episode one, and we're hooked. I'm hooked. I oh, we're it. hooked. Oh, we're so hooked, guys. We downloaded the app. We, we answer the questions on the app. We answer the questions on the app. We push the button if we like <laughs> someone on the app. Yeah. <laughs> We push the button to spin the chair if we're I pride myself on knowing if someone's good before the judges. I'm like, oh, I got it first. We see how many points we can earn throughout the episode. So now that we're talking about the voice, I think we have to give our favorite person each. You have the same favorite person as me. My favorite person was the guy whose name was, if you watch the voice, you'll know this. His name is Mendelev, like Einstein, Blitz, Alan, Gates, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, his parents are super big hippies. Yeah, and he sang like... The Girl from the North by Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan, but he sang it better than them, and that was the guy for me. And then another guy who I liked, I forgot his name, but he sang a Spice Girls song, and he went with John Legend also. Who? The guy who sang the Spice Girls song, he kind of had brown Ooh. buzz cut, and he had made it his own version. That, that was, was good. That, those are my two favorites. Mine is a girl, well, it was him, and then Mary Beth, who sang... Um, and I've never been to, to Spain. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty good. That, she was so good. Goosebumps everywhere. Um, and uh, then a guy named Ricky. I think Ricky was the guy that sang the Spice Girls song, maybe. He might have been. Um, he could have been the guy who sang the Spice Girls song. What does he look like? Oh, Joanna from Miami. Oh, my God. You were so, so, so good. Um, Will. Oh my gosh, everyone's so good. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm just getting my team up because I did pick a team. I have a fantasy team for voice. <laughs> I have a um, fantasy so, team for the Yeah, voice. no, Ricky was not the guy I was talking about, but Ricky sang like, maybe sang a Frank Sinatra song and he had a crazy story and he was kind of hands down the most like moving performance. Oh, because his parents his, passed his, away. Something like that. He was a very, very good. So I will definitely mention Ricky, but Will is the guy I was talking about. Oh, I put Will on my team too. He had his own version of a Spice Girls song. It's like, I'm giving you everything. Yeah, but he did it in a like an alternative way. Yeah, he did it really cool. But then a girl who no one's talking about, she kicked the show off, Katie. She's from Chicago. Glasses and a top she bun. She was funky. Oh, she played the keyboard. Yeah, she Loved sat down Katie. and played the keyboard. She Loved was awesome. Katie. So those are my picks. Those are my favorite ones, those four. And um, I'm into the voice, though. So we, we'll keep you updated. Message us on Wine and Coffee Cups on Instagram or email us at wineandcoffeecups at gmail.com. If you're watching the voice, we want to hear what you want to – who are your people? Do you want us to talk about it anymore? If you don't, we probably still will. Um, we're really invested. <laughs> Who's your, uh, who would you, t- like, if, who, what coach would you pick on The Voice if all of them turned around? John. Yeah, I'd pick John Legend, too. He seems the most serious about he it. He seems like the most serious about music. He rarely oh, turns let's around. Tell, if you watch the show, you are probably going to be like, oh, my God, I know. Gwen Stefani has never turned around first. No, she's turned around first, but 
nine times out of ten, like sometimes she's the only one to turn around. No, randomly. nine point like, five out of ten. Nine like, out of ten, she's the only person to turn around. But then usually, if she sees Blake turn, she'll turn. She sees Kelly turn. She turns. She sees John turn. She, she turns. turns. She doesn't do it on her own. No, like, no. Yeah. It, and it makes me feel like, oh, they brought her back to the season because she left for a while. They brought her back for her to be like the person that spices up the drama. And, and the whole the whole team's thing is like, oh, Gwen, oh, you're turning around too. Well, I love how like four weeks in a row they used footage from the same day. Same night. So same for night. four weeks in a row they were on TV wearing the same outfits. Yeah. And I'm like, it's they, kind of embarrassing. Like, why wouldn't the director have been like, all right, we're going to cut night one here, go change your outfit, come back. We'll cut night two here, go change. Like, it Super embarrassing. Very simple troubleshooting there if you guys are looking for a genius to hire there. And the it's boys. not like we can't tell, like, oh, they haven't changed or not. Gwen Stefani's wearing this absurd corset that says Gwen on it with gold and and crystals everywhere and nine out of ten like we keep saying people say like Gwen in your outfit like it's a thing every episode the judges get a little more lenient as it goes on because Because I'm pretty sure there's wine in those cups or something like that yeah why do you think I titled this podcast wine and coffee cups there's always wine in people's coffee cups especially Kelly Clarkson with uh drinking wine out of the out of her cup um, we actually saw the Today Show maybe two weeks ago, and Kelly Clarkson would just slug in wine. Oh yeah, she had the uh, the glass of wine in her hand, and every single time the camera would cut to her, the wine was at a different position in the cup, and then it would get lower, and then it would get higher again, and then it would get lower, and then it would get higher again, which means she was just finishing glasses and getting more. And they definitely keep your cup full the, the whole time on the show because they want you to say more. Like, I was listening to Nick Cannon on T.I.'s podcast, and he was saying on Wild and Out, when they have people on, they open up the bar so that people will loosen up a little bit. That's wild. It's not wild. And um, we're watching The Voice, and so now it's been a full day for them on, you know, four episodes in or four weeks in, and they're just getting loopier and loopier, and it's so funny and they're and it's just like more dramatic and they're turning around easier like at the drop of a hat yeah like they're not really thinking about it they definitely are but blake seems about normal the whole time it doesn't seem like he's really blake is normal so is john it's mostly the girls that are like really loosening it up they're not even drinking maybe they're just being crazy but it seems like sometimes kelly is drinking imagine being on set for 10 hours yeah you're bored as and hell. you're so bored and they're like well if you want a glass of wine and you can have a glass gonna of wine Uber home like you're probably not driving home from the voice by no. yourself right like no you're, no. The, you're the king but did you see who the uh the judge next season is nick jonas nick oh he's coming on I, he, he doesn't drink does he he does i don't know he, he has his own tequila yeah, brand but i feel like he's like he would never get drunk on camera i feel like he has one drink and that's it no, no. I think he's a big drinker, secretly. I think he's so shy, and and he has to drink to really come out of his shell. I mean, he's like, uh, he, he performs on stage in front of millions of people. I don't think That's different shy. than real-life interactions. No. You no. would know that if you were a superstar. I've, I've performed on stage. You know, I've sang in front of crowds. It is different than real-life yeah, interactions, I guess. But, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? He has a hard time kidding. interacting with people. He's richer than anyone. That's like, normal for superstars. Like, think of, like, Prince. Everyone was like, oh, Prince is this massive pop star. But he lived in his, like, little quiet town. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. I love that about Prince. That's my favorite Prince fact. Lived in Minnesota till he died. Clinky. Clinky to Prince living in Minnesota till he died. That was awesome, Prince. I'd that like was cool about like Prince. 
We both took a sip at the same time. We did. But um, God, so are we done good. with the voice? We we named our recommendations. Um, I've named I've named my two. Complained who about the you, judges uh, a little bit. But who are you going crazy about these days? I will transition into a Netflix show that reminded me of the voice that we just watched. It's called Rhythm and Flow. Right. And right. it's basically the voice with rappers. Mm-hmm. And it's got Chance the Rapper, T.I., and Cardi B as the judges. And they all go out to different cities, and they get the top rappers from each city, and they bring them in. And it's like The Voice. It's the same thing. It's like The Voice slash American Idol. Yeah, they listen to their performance, and they critique them. Same concept. It's awesome. No one's ever done that with rap. But only rap. Yeah, Yeah. only rap. No singing. They they release episodes every Wednesday, so it's kind of like a show that Netflix is doing where you kind of have to wait every week for it. They don't usually do that. Um... Yeah, Netflix is another show like that. It's called Explained, which I'm a big fan of. You're not, but I am. It's like 20 minute long episodes explaining things like that you cults, wondering about. billionaires, <laughs> DNA, obsession of music, really, really, really interesting things that um, I love put how they Chris felt to, the need to explain billionaires. Like, no, I get it. They have a lot of money. There's I the most billionaires it. in the world right now than ever before. Why am I not one then? Um, well, you can watch a show and find Damn out. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was easy. That was a little too easy right there. Um, so th- this uh, show, actually, speaking of Instagram on this uh, podcast, I found out about the show through Chance the Rapper's Instagram. He posted a picture and it was like, never, like nothing you've ever seen before. Even if you think it is something you've seen before, it's not. It's all about rap. And I was like, what are you talking about? I go on Netflix, see it. I'm in love. I really knew nothing about it, but Netflix just kept putting it on like things we think you should watch. And I was like, all right, guys, I had no idea what to watch. And I just put it on one day. I would love to work at Netflix. Do you think it's somebody that's sitting on their computer all day and like examining what you watch and then like recommending you something? And calls me his client. He's like, I got this client named Chris. And I'm like, I don't even know about you. He's been watching 30 hours a week. (laughs) Watch The Office a hundred times. This guy He knows every quote. He wouldn't know if I knew every quote, but... Um, or do you think it, or do you think it's like a, a computer like automated system? It's like it's not somebody behind a, a computer. I think it's an algorithm that just sees that you like one show and it has like this little formula in the computer that sees like that show has something formulaically related to this show and this show and this and this. I'm confused and about maybe social media buzzwords in the uh, yeah. in the description of the show or something like that. Maybe, too. but so remember last episode I talked about this YouTuber named Emma Cham- Emma Chamberlain. And how it was like, oh, I've been watching YouTube lately, and this girl is so funny, blah, blah, blah. She had an episode that she went to YouTube headquarters, and one woman's job in YouTube is to do um, coding to when your when your followers go up. Like 14 million, she has to code it to 14 million one, 14 million five, 14 million seven. For every person, or just well, she gets a couple accounts. She gets a with. yeah. She gets. What about those BS accounts that are just starting out, like that no one knows about yet? I have no idea. That's just what I took it as, because ML was like, "Can you make my my thing like thirteen million? Like, you know what I mean?" And she was like, "Well, I mean, I can, but I can't. I, I actually can do that, but I can't." So, uh, but she probably doesn't even know what she's doing. She's just it's just all coding. It's kind of coding, like the coding, actor coding. in the show who's given lines, but doesn't really know what he's right. saying the lines for. I think that's what the coder's doing. Like, he doesn't even know whose account he's working on. And then we wa- listen to this other podcast, of Sword and Scale, and they're saying like YouTube is like has this like all deep dark side. It's like why do why can't those people like um, take those accounts down? Like, why are those still up? Because it's an it's an algorithm, and also because America has freedom of speech, so you're allowed to express yourself any way you want that like with certain limitations to it so they can't just take down an account because they decide they don't like it it's got to actually be like obscene or like danger 
like putting someone in danger or something like there that. There should be know? certain things that that we the shouldn't. Only, uh, speaking of sword and skill. I'll give a podcast recommendation real quick. I'm a big fan of the podcast called Sword and Scale. It's a true crime podcast, but I listened to it this week. And the whole thing was just kind of recordings of a crazy guy on YouTube. And I'm like, I don't want to hear this crazy guy talk. Like, right, because this is not helping me at you all. You know why? Because I wouldn't have clicked that YouTube video in the right. first place. So why are you forcing it right. upon so me? So why are you putting it into a true crime story? Right. Like, why are you putting his opinions in? This like crazy guy who ended up being like a total villain and a total criminal why are yeah. you putting his manifestos in your podcast and like spreading the word? You know, right. I, I don't think that's necessary. And I didn't want to hear that. Like sometimes I like hearing his story, like of murders or crazy crimes, but I don't want to actually hear the 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 actual criminal. Right. I don't want to hear. I really don't. I'm sorry. Don't you know think- why? Because it's it's that idea that you and I have been really like ha- like having an issue with lately about like um like uh, Why give gl- them that glorifying glorifying yeah. these these horrible people and it really is it's giving them attention it's glorifying them it's like oh let's do this and then I'll get known and I'll get on that podcast I'll get in a book I'll get on TV right and some idiot like as undesirable and as stupid as that idea sounds to me and you like there's some crazy out there who could take like the the sort and say the Sword and Scale podcast and be like, oh, if I do that, he'll put me on a podcast yeah, like, episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. His YouTube video got on Sword and Scale. I'm going to make video, videos about that and do the same crimes that that person did. Right. And it's just a, it's a never-ending cycle that's not good. That's my only problem I have with like the true crime genre. It's like they try to spin it like these stories are helping people. But who is it helping other than glorifying the criminals who are committing right. the crimes? Because they rarely even talk about the victims. And when they do, it's like, you know, it's like the memorial, yeah. the, the obituary thing. And it's like, okay, okay, but, you know, you make the, the whole story about the criminals. I don't know. I get real fed up about this. And it's a touchy subject. So we I can actually have a whole it. podcast about how we think that no one should be really obsessed with true crime. Like we should not be talking about it so much. It's probably not like, good to be in the head. Like, think about some... This is this is actually a really sick thought that I really shouldn't even say. Think about someone, like, doing a crime and then submitting the crime into a podcast that does true crime, like, a true crime right, podcast like, and is like, oh, say this one, say this one that's on the news, but it's really the criminal. Oh, so when I just got goosebumps, yeah, so let's not talk 100%, about this 100%, like, I, um, oh, I read a God. lot of cases and a lot of true crime stories just, like, just throughout the day, just through, on my phone or, like, on the news and stuff. And I, I could have started a true crime podcast when we started a podcast. I have, like, a lot of friends who like it, too. But just some in me was like, I don't want to cover that content. That's not content to be covered. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because, yeah. first of all, it's very scary. Second of all, um, it's real life. It's not like a, a horror mil- movie that you go and watch, like, The Joker. Yeah. And, and, and you go you come home and that was fake and whatever and that was a great movie, blah, 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 blah. But... But it, it's something real life that really happened. That was a real person. Those are real people. And we're just talking about it like, oh, let's entertain ourselves. I could go on a rant about the Joker right now because here's what bothered me about the Joker. They come out with this movie and they have to ban it in a bunch of theaters. Why even put it out? Like, who is it helping that much that it needs to be out there if we think it might be dangerous and hurting people? Why, why do we need it? For the majority of society that do, that it doesn't bother. Okay, it, if it doesn't bother anyone, it doesn't bother them. They don't even need it. But if it's going to hurt a couple people and, like, the rest of the people it doesn't bother, just don't have it out. Why do we need it? You know? Why do we need it? I know. And um, <laughs> it's really here to hear, like, I get texts from friends like, hey, I want to see the Joker. I'm a little nervous. Should we go see it? Like... 
But then again, you can't live in fear, you know, because anything could happen at any time and you could go down a whole slippery slope with this whole I know. concept. I know. So we should get off the true crime concept because it's really sad, but I Let's will give us Give us another recommendation. Give us another recommendation, which is also a crime concept. Adam Sandler has a new movie coming out, and I've done a deep dive on it. It's called Uncut Gems, and it's somewhat of a true co- crime drama. We talked about this last time. We didn't. You've just read the article. Oh, I already read the article. But um, the trailer is available, and people are saying that Adam could win an Oscar for this one. The last time they said he could win an Oscar was for, like, Punch Drunk Love, I feel like, or something like that. I'm not a huge fan of Adam Sandler taking on serious roles, but this time he's taking on a dramatic role. He's playing a New York City jeweler who's always on the lookout for the next big score. That's how they (laughs) described him. And it's a crime <laughs> thriller about corrupt sports betting and stuff like that. Um, but no, actually, he made a he made an Oscar run last year with his performance in the Meyerowitz stories with Ben Stiller and Dustin Hoffman. Remember, we watched it. It's on Netflix, and he plays the piano with his daughter. Most boring movie in the world. He has a mustache in it. Oh my god! And his dad is a sculptor. Yeah, you probably just forgot it because it was like nothing went on the whole. No, movie. no, no! That that movie touched me because of the arts behind it, but I didn't know that it won any awards or, or up against. It didn't awards. win any awards, but I think like that was supposed to be his Oscar run if he was going to make one, mm, and that was going to be it. It was it was very good. You know what it was? That was like the actors actors like the actors movie. What are those called? Like we always talk about that how movies are made for actors. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that, that that's kind of what but that was. This time, like, I did, I did, yeah, I didn't really like the Meyerowitz stories. It was okay. Like, I love Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler and Dustin Hoffman, so I thought it was going to be amazing. And it was just kind of like, okay, they probably just made this with no script. You know what's the weirdest thing that you just said, Ben Stiller? This morning I woke up, and when we were like, what are we going to watch when for, to wake up to? I wanted to watch something with Ben Stiller in it. I wanted to watch The Night Before the Museum movies. He is amazing. Something about Mary. Meet the parents. Meet the Fox. Everything. Everything. Everything about him. Um, along came Polly. Everything. What else is he in? Tropic Thunder. The Night of the Museums. He's a, he's a big hitter and he's one of my favorite. Like him and Adam Sandler are two of my favorites. Just like Zoolander. And it's not. It, nothing is ever bad. You know, even if it's like if it's like a bad rated movie. He's never bad. Well, have you seen him early in his day, like in Reality Bites with um, Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke? Like, Even in Zoolander, you're all, you're no. kind of like. Eh, he had a couple what? early roles where where he didn't know if he was going to be funny or serious yet. Like <laughs> he kind of was like, but then he finally found his like his his pocket, and he and he really stayed in it until Walter Mitty. Wait, oh god, love Walter, Walter Mitty. Mitty. Well, first of all. That's when I knew that he was one of my favorites. That's another one. But we're on Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. That's what we're talking about. I wanted to say I watched the trailer. This one looks a little bit different than Adam Sandler's normal movie and a little more plot-driven. It has Kevin Garnett in it, and it has— Who's Kevin Garnett? Uh, he used to be an NBA player um, for the Celtics, the Timberwolves. He, he's an analyst was he now. On, was he on the Heat? No, he was never on the Heat. That, Who's Kev- Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant That's wasn't on the it. Heat either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it has Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, and Adina Menzel from Frozen. Is Adam's love interest oh. in it? Oh, Adina Menzel. He always gets himself the top lady in Hollywood as the love interest. He you does. Ever notice that, and he made fun of himself on Saturday Night Live for it too. I think. I wonder, like, I think it must be like a go-to joke between him and his wife. His wife is like picking out the women for him. She's yeah. like, "Honey, this is the or hot he's like, shot." It's this joke. He's like, "Ah, I get to be, do. I get do whatever I want in movies, so I pick whoever I want." Like he's he's that kind of guy. He's a goofball. But this, I, I'm gonna go see it. I don't know that I have like huge 
expectations for it. It premiered at the Telerude Film, Film Festival last month, and critics showered it with massive acclaim, though. The okay. critics are liking it. But I'm not a critic. I don't usually agree when with the critics. When do we get to see it? And the critics usually hate Adam Sandler movies, which I like. So I don't know if I'm on the same like wavelength as the critics movie-wise. Okay, but did you tell me already when we oh, get to see when it? When we get to see it, um, it's going to be released in select cities on December 13th and nationwide on Christmas Day. So by Christmas, we'll be able oh. to see it. Christmas Day movies. Do people do that? His character in it looks really cool. People do still do Christmas Day movies, by the way. Wait, wait, wait. So if you sign up to work, sign up. If you apply to work for a movie theater, you're signing up to work for on Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day? Um, I guess so, yeah. Jesus. But no, because people get the day off. It's just, I think you get, like, double like you get paid double if you work on holidays someplace oh yeah i worked in retail before and i and when i had to come in on thanksgiving or whatever you got you get paid time and a half or whatever but like christmas no No, one works i'll never forget i went to wawa on christmas to get like rolls or something like that i was like you guys have to work on christmas and they're like we get paid double it's amazing i wasn't gonna do anything today anyway it's fine that's right you just sit down on your ass and watch tv and movies about it at all but another thing I wanted to say about this Uncut Gems is um, we have a lot to say about when movies are directed and written by Adam Sandler. This movie is not directed and written by Adam Sandler. It's directed and written by the Safdie brothers, who this article I read had a lot of great things to say Wait, about Wait, this him. is huge. Doesn't he write a lot, almost he, all of his movies? He does, but not this one. The Safdie brothers, I've never heard of any of the movies they directed, but they've directed a bunch of them. And so I have a little more faith when it's not written and directed by Adam himself. He can kind of just focus on the acting. Right. But you know what else? The murder mystery movie on Netflix, he didn't direct that either. Someone else directed him. And that's a good one. Well, we didn't like it at first. We didn't like it. Well, it took me a couple times. but It took me two, like the second time around, I was like, okay, this is great. You know what? I eventually come around to every Adam Sandler movie. Every one of them. Every one of them. Me too. Even the one with the uncle with no legs. I love that one. Well, the League of with the Chris Rock. Yeah, I actually love that one. That now. one took me about three times. I've watched it a bunch of times. Like, Adam Sandler's a guy who, like, he does subtle things that, like, you probably don't realize it the first time. Yep. But then the second time, you're like, oh, what? Like, yeah. Like, he does, like, funny little things. You, didn't, you have to really think <laughs> about it. Little tiny complex. things. So, yeah. So, we'll all look out for Uncut Gems on December 13th and Christmas. And then, do we want to talk about any other shows? Do we want some animal stories? I got a couple animal stories. No, I say we come back no, for... No, I'm telling you these animal stories because this was big. Like, Holy this was a crap, this week. Chris is so hyper again. Did you see the video of the little girl walking home to her house and the coyote chasing her up her driveway and um, going after her in the front yard? I don't want to watch that, no. She, she's fine. She gets away from it, but I'll just describe it because it's a podcast. So, this little girl is coming home and you see her walk like like 250 yards down the street and then she makes a left turn up her driveway and then like as she's walking up the driveway 250 yards back you see like a dog looking coyote thing coming and he's just like on her driveway her he's not on the driveway yet he's like a football field behind but he makes it quick like he eventually gets to her driveway then comes up and as she's about to walk the step he like comes after her and she like runs away and like pushes it and he gets scared and runs away eventually she pushes it she kind of like it gets right up to her, and something happens where it runs away, and she gets up, and it was all caught on a ring doorbell cam. It was crazy. On a ring. It was one of the first times like a coyote like ever got got filmed attacking a person on camera. But do you know where this was it in was, America? I think it was in like I want to say Arizona, but I'm not really sure. It's 
I, I don't know. It's somewhere where uh, coyotes literally can be anywhere. It was, yeah, coyotes are here in Florida. You want me to look it up? Do you want to look it up? Yeah, look it up. I guess we could look up where the coyotes look it up. attack uh, the I'm not Europe. a big fan of, of that stuff. I mean, that is... I, every time I see like a glimpse of a video like that, I scroll or click out of it. Well, no. The good thing about the video is nothing happened to the girl. She was fine. She walked in the house, got her dad, and the dad walked out. You could see it on the video camera. You know. Yeah, but you know when you're... I'm a big fan of going through Snapchat, the Daily Mail thing, and I've said this multiple times on our podcast. They force upon these horrible, horrendous videos. Oh, yeah, which probably videos. give people PTSD sometimes. Um, Me? How about the video of, like, a baby elephant that fell off a bridge and started drowning, so then five other elephants went down to go save it, and then the five of them drowned? Yeah, no, I don't even want to talk and about it. And I'm, and I'm saying, thinking to myself... I didn't need to know this today. I unfollowed an animal account the other day because it kept posting a video of an elephant getting hit by a train. And Why? Like, Who do you think you're helping with this video? Why? Like, I was like, I'm done. The thing is, like, I know things like that happen in the world. I understand. Like, I get it. Like, I know it's reality. But why are you forcing it down my throat to see it every day? I know, like, if you're right in front of it, that's very unlucky. But right. Don't throw right. it on the internet so that everyone has to be unlucky enough to see it. But the girl was in Illinois, which is crazy. Like, Chicago, a cold city. A lot of people wouldn't even expect coyotes in Illinois. But coyotes can actually thrive anywhere. A crazy thing about coyotes. They're the cockroaches yeah. of the world. I don't know why I'm an expert on coyotes, but if you kill one coyote, I know this about them. They do this roll call thing at night where there's, like, a pack of coyotes and, like, if one doesn't come back and one's not howling back from in the wilderness, they're like, all right, we need to reproduce more and make more of us because we're dwindling. They're like a super survival species. And Actually, they I think that survive anywhere. That was like your third animal fact of the podcast like years ago. That, that was like your third animal fact. I think I learned that from Steve Rinella. He has a hunting show on Netflix. So <laughs> go check out Steve Rinella's hunting show. But the last animal fact I had was not really an animal fact. It was just a crazy story. It was at the Bronx Zoo, which is actually the um, the setting of Madagascar. Great movie. Ben Great Stiller's movie. also in it. Oh my and God. Ben Stiller ben plays Stiller. who I'm about to talk about. The lion. The lion. Did you see the woman enter He's the lion like, did you see the woman get in the lion cage at the Bronx Zoo? I think I saw a woman. Was she wearing a pink shirt and blue shorts? Maybe. You know, she was, it's not as, it's dangerous. And everyone was like, why are you doing that? Yeah, why so are you stupid, doing that? It's not as crazy as it looks because there is a moat. I read the whole article and there was a moat separating her from the lion, but she basically jumped into the lion cage right to the part where the moat is separating the animal from the outside. Why? That's what keeps the animals from the outside. Because if, if, if the lion could jump that moat, it could get out to the zoo. So it can't. Mm -hmm. We actually just recently but, went to the Oregon Zoo, and they had like a lot of things that were very open, like that through moats too. Yeah, you just you gotta saw be that. responsible and not go in there. This lady got in and started dancing in front of the lion. The lion just looked at her, and she just turned around and walked out eventually. But it was like, lady, you are crazy. Don't you know, do that. You know, don't do that. We just keep making so many circles. This podcast that was for Instagram. That was. That oh. like that little act, the stupid people. Oh, for her YouTube channel or something. It's fucking stupid oh, God. people. Oh, you know what? Don't... Oh, first f word of the podcast. <laughs> no, we probably that said pissed me off. But a couple things are back. We'll wrap up the show with some positive things. We got SNL is back. New season of SNL just started. Really liking that. The NHL is back. Florida Panthers are looking great. I I'm so happy. S F SNL, sorry, SNL instead of NHL. This is these are a lot of little little little, little, little these are a lot of letters. <laughs> I can't handle this right now. And the NFL but half, is also a, back. half a bottle of wine by now. Exactly, but 
So I am. Do we want to pick an NHL team? Not that the NHL was back. Do we want to um, talk SNL? Do we want to wrap it up? I'll talk about SNL. I love SNL. Um, I guess Pete Davidson just made a comeback this. Ep- okay, so we're about three weeks in, right? Yes. That it came back. Um, Pete Davidson three weeks in made his debut. Um, and it was better than his usual. Um, what is what is that? The the Daily Report. He's always on the daily. He's da- not on the, the daily weekly. Report. The de- the weekly report. He sometimes sits in on it and says something, but he he's always like cracking up. I want to know like the obsession of him. That's what I want to know. Like, what got him so famous? What like what got him there? Because I like he's there, but yeah. I'm like I don't know any of the background. Maybe he was so funny on Saturday Night Live for years, but I kind of just watched. And I also do want to say about SNL that I I really appreciate the cast right now. I yeah. really do. I like I love everyone. I feel I this connection to them. The cast right now. I'll name a couple of my favorites. One of my favorites is so underrated, but Kyle Mooney. Every time he's in a scene, he cracks me up. And then, uh, what's the guy's name? Burke Bennett. He's always pretty funny. Um, I'm horrible. Kenan, I don't know the names. Keenan Thompson is always, like, I love seeing him in a scene anytime he's in there. And then I think my all-time favorite right now is Kate McKinnon. She's, like, perfection on there. You know, she is SNL. Like, she, you know, like, let's let's think about who came out of SNL. Um, what the? Bill oh Heater, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. Adam like, Sandler. Like, Chris well, Farley. Then he like then he said he got fired. Like that was like his skit. Like they all got they all really eventually got fired. Got fired you were there for a while and you don't, yeah. But Will Ferrell, all those things, she's gonna be the next Will Ferrell. She's gonna be the next Oh my god, the guy from vacation. Help me. Um Chevy Chase was Chevy Chase. She's gonna be yeah. the next Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, she, back then they had like yes. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, yes. Dana Carvey, yes. Mike Myers. She's like, it. She's that person. Oh my god. The there's so many more that I'm just yeah, like we don't, blanking. We, don't, we literally don't need to name like Fred Armisen and no, no, no. every other person who's been on Saturday Night Live. Fred Armisen. No, no, no. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. One more. One the, more. One more. One more. Um, she's in Mean Girls. The she's the the te- the math teacher. Oh, Tina Fey. Tina. She is. Tim Meadows is also in Mean Girls from Saturday Night Live. We could go over days about people in Saturday Night Live. Anyways, the cast is great. This past week, the um the host was David Harbour. Harbour. From, he's the cop in Stranger Things. You know I he's dating Lily Allen? No. Yeah. Lily Allen. Do you is, remember her? Is that the girl from the Zac Efron movie? No. Lily Lily Allen? She was like um, a singer in 2007 that I was obsessed with. I don't remember her, but um, I do know David Harbour. He kind of blew my mind because he's all I knew him from was Stranger Things, but he was hilarious on Saturday Night Live. I think he did an awesome job. He knew that only... Everyone knew him from so like, from uh, Stranger Things, and he was like, "I was also on Broadway. I was also in this other movie, and I was also won an Academy Award." I feel like he's me as an actor. Like he's not too handsome. He's kind of a big lug. <laughs> but he did really well. He did a great job. I, he's I, funny. I mean, he was really good. He they, had a lot of a different ideas. One um, of my favorite skits was when they made him. Uh, they did like a commercial for a preview of Oscar the Grouch, <laughs> and they made the preview look like it was the Joker, but it was a movie about Oscar the Grouch, and he was playing Oscar the Grouch, and it was, was a drama so about good. Oscar the Grouch. It was the funniest thing. But we we can't talk about Saturday Night Live all night. We gotta watch some. So we want to wrap it up. What do we want to do? Let's wrap it up. Let's have a little clinky. Follow us on Wine and Coffee Cups on Instagram. Email us at wineandcoffeecups at gmail.com. And you can tweet us at WICC Podcast on Twitter, too, if you want to. If you want to. But this has been episode 30. If you want to sponsor us, too, we're, we're looking for us. We are looking for sponsors. <laughs> and speaking of Saturday Night Live, if Lauren Michaels is listening to this, give me a call. I'll come on there, too. Be a host. Oh, what a dream. Imagine Chris from Wine and Coffee Cups as the host of SNL. 
that's when everyone's gonna be like okay who's this guy <laughs> this has gone hell? too far you know what this the musical performances have not been well well um actually i'm gonna take that back billy eilish was awesome and so was um halsey halsey yeah but camila cabello other people like that taylor swift i, I love taylor swift but something something about it was just really uncomfortable watching both of those performances i tend to fast forward through the musical performances um See, I think Taylor Swift is a little like jaded at this point. It doesn't. Even oh my care. god! She's okay, let's from. just cut him off. Let's yeah, cut right, him we'll off. Cut let's cut this him has off. Been episode thirty-seven of Wine and Coffee Cups. Come back next week if you want to hear more rigmarole from Chris and Taryn. But this has been episode thirty-seven. I'm Chris. I'm Taryn. Clinky, let's get out Clinky, of here. Clinky, get your itier. This wine was real oh, good. Oh yeah, get some itier. What does it mean again in Latin? Itier. Traveling the road, and that's us, the Traveling the Road podcast, like Jack Kerouac on the road. All right, this has been Wine and Coffee Cups. I'm saying it one more time. Episode 37. Follow us on all our things. Clinky. You Good night. I think he took an Adderall, but he does it. This is him. I'm trying to be Jimmy Fallon. Good night, everybody. Clinky. Clinky. Because I can't cut loose without my juice.